podcast is presented by the ocean. Hello, and welcome back to Flowcast, episode three. We are back after taking a few weeks off. Neither of my co-hosts are allowed to ever take a vacation again. Please introduce yourselves. Hi, this is Ariel, and I will be taking a vacation soon, but it'll be for Florence stuff. Is that allowed? Yes. Thank you, Michael. I'm Emily, and I was the co-host who took a vacation, but I listened to Florence during the vacation, so I feel like, am I excused? Also, yes. <laughs> Thank you. So when we last recorded, Heaven is Here had just dropped, and I was scrambling to get the episode up before the news of the next single dropped. And of course, the morning that I was putting it up, and I kind of rushed it out, we got the announcement of Dance Fever unofficially at first uh, from a few different sources posting about it. We didn't get an official announcement with a press release until a day or two later. So on Florence's Instagram... She posted the artwork for Dance Fever. We also saw Rob posting guitar picks that said Florence the Machine Dance Fever on them, which he then took down and then reposted a few hours later. And they had a chicken on top of a ball with it and Tina the Pug, which I was hoping those would be incorporated in the album somehow, but it turns out that those are sports things. So yeah, we clearly don't know sports around here. It took us a few hours to figure that one out. We did get a moth, which was pretty cool. Shout out to Tom. And I think in general, everyone was a bit confused by the name. And almost immediately, people were wondering if it related to the dancing plague. And it was cool to find out that it actually did. Yes, uh, the dancing plague, also known as Choreomania. One of the press releases goes into this a little more in depth, and I'm just going to read this expert that says, Just before the pandemic, Florence had been fascinated by choreomania, a renaissance phenomenon in which groups of people, sometimes thousands, danced wildly to the point of exhaustion, collapse, and death. The imagery resonated with Florence, who had been touring nonstop for more than a decade, and in lockdown felt oddly prescient. The image and concept of dance and choreomania remained central as Florence wove her own experiences of dance, a discipline she turned to in the early days of sobriety with the folkloric elements of a moral panic from the Middle Ages. So I know a lot of people were taken aback by the title Dance Fever at first, myself included, but there is a double meaning with it that makes it feel uh, a little more elaborate than it would be at face. And then we did actually get a very dancey song afterwards. So I think, well, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. yeah so at least they didn't title the album We, capital W-E. Arcade Fire took that from them. If you read further in that press release, she talks about how lyrically she took inspiration from the tragic heroines of pre-Raphaelite art, the gothic fiction of Carmen Maria Mikado and Julia Armfield, and the visceral wave of folk horror film from The Wicker Man and The Witch to Midsummer. People were noticing those elements even before we read this. So, for example, there was a short story in one of Carmen Maria Mikado's books about like a woman with a green ribbon wrapped around her neck. And I mentioned that in the last two podcasts. And I think we also mentioned in previous podcasts the Midsummer, especially, but also just like folk horror in general. Um, Midsummer, in particular, the scene in King where all the women are kind of yelling with her, that was very reminiscent of a scene in a similar scene in Midsummer. And so it's cool to see that we were picking up on things that were actually meant to be picked up on. You can definitely see gothic horror inspiration in the videos pretty clearly. And the cover art is very quickly draws comparisons to pre-Raphaelite art. Is it Midsummer or Midsummer? 
I think it's Midsommar, but every time I say it, it feels kind of silly. Same. We would have so. to ask the fandom of other Florence. Yeah. It's Midsommar. That sounded like a halfway between what we just said. What I just said? Yes. Midsommar. <laughs> we said Midsummer and then Midsommar, and then you said Midsommar. Oh, Shit. so am I right? in Kansas. But all I was doing was saying the word Midsommar. <laughs> oh, I think I did it again. I think I know what you're saying now. <laughs> well, this is the, the bullying scene in this episode, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I also wanted to bring up the cover art because this is the first album art not shot by Tom Beard. Autumn DeWild photographed this cover as she has done with the music videos. And it's interesting because her Instagram bio right now reads creative director for Florence. And so it'll be interesting to see if she also creative directs other aspects, um, including like performances or tour. I guess another thing that I wanted to bring up with respect to the cover art was that I think throughout her career, stemming from like some of the very first interviews she ever gave, people mentioned that she looked like she was from pre-Raphaelite art. And she definitely played with that with the videos like Rabbit Heart among other videos and obviously she was the cover art for ceremonials was included in a pre-raphaelite art exhibit in the national portrait gallery in london and it's interesting because in the press release she talks about how she's poking fun at her self-made persona and i wonder if if she's kind of saying like okay you think i'm pre-raphaelite i'll give you pre-raphaelite and just like fully leaning into it Hmm. and i think you also see that with like the king video with her dressed as a witch given all the times people have called her a witch in the past it's interesting to see her kind of owning those illusions. The website also updated uh, a few weeks ago, or maybe a month ago even, it had updated with the backs of the cards, but uh, post-album announcement it has gone through even a further overhaul. Yeah, so we know that there's 14 tracks on the album, and we have discussed before the 15 cards that are on the website, and we now have an idea of what the 15 card probably is. Last night, Florence was at a launch party in London for the album, and one of the people who was at the party shared a photo of themselves with a card that sort of had the album art on it, so we can maybe assume that that's the 15th card. This is right now the longest album by track count, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's the longest by duration because we have a song like Heaven Is Here that's not even two minutes long. The track placements for the three singles, we have King is number one on the album, Heaven is Here is nine, and My Love is number 11. And we also know that there will be five bonus tracks, although these might not just be songs that were recorded, not put on the album as actual songs. They could be demos or they could be acoustics or remixes, just like we have had on previous albums. And the track listing for the rest of the songs are still unknown. And we also know that the shop has been updated. There's a scarf and a hoodie and lots of other fun things. And speaking of a hoodie, I have been wanting the lungs hoodie that was put out during the Highest Hope tour. They were selling it at shows, but for some reason I wasn't into hoodies at the time. So if anyone has one and they want to be kind, I will buy it from you. I don't know. I know Ariel's tried to help me find it online, but it's literally nowhere and I want it so badly. We know that I am a small person, so extra small would be ideal, but I will take any size at this point. I don't care if it's extra large. I will wear it. (laughs) She will drown in your sweater if you have it. So we mentioned the tarot cards one or two episodes ago, but I know there are a lot of people who didn't get one who 
would want one. And fortunately, they are available in some capacity. You can get a tarot deck of all 15 cards if you buy the deluxe bundle, which I think is now sold out in some shops, but available in others. Check your local store. Also, some stores ship beyond their borders. For example, the Canadian store, to my chagrin, ships cheaper to the U.S. I have bought from the U.K. Floatique far more often than I bought from the U.S. one. I think the UK one is also the only one that currently has signed art bundles, but I could be wrong about that. They do have shipping restrictions for those. Those only yeah. ship to the UK, though. I think a lot of people have been shipping it to their friends in the UK. So that's an option if you have such people. So a day or two after we got the album announcement, we got finally the lead single, which was My Love. Well, My Love is... A very dancey track. It's uh, sort of a 70s, 80s dance revival. There are two versions of the song. There is the single version, which is a little over three minutes. And there's also a radio edit version that is under three minutes that cuts out both the ambient intro and outro. One of the clearest things that we noticed in the lyrics was some references to the pandemic. It kind of seems like the song starts out where she's just feeling like she has a lot of writer's block and then... At some point, there's like a shift in the song and she says like, there's a cracking open of heaven, um, but quiet and still in brackets, all my friends are getting ill. And in the video, which we're going to talk more about later, there's at that scene, like all her friends have their um, mouths open or everybody else in the video has their mouths open. And people think that might be like when the pandemic hit. And so now she's kind of talking about her struggles with like, I don't know where to put this love that I have because I can't connect with people. I can't be with them physically. She's talked before about how when she performs on stage, that's a way to like get her emotions out and connect with people and share. Uh, there's a bit, I think at the end of the How Big era where she said like, you know, we'll trade our hearts back next time. And it seems like she really thrives off this connection with people, both as a performer, but also just in general. And so her talking about being in the pandemic and being shut in must have been hard for her. And it seems like she's referencing that in this song. But I guess the most direct reference to the pandemic was the bit where she says, like, my arms emptied, the sky's emptied, the billboards emptied, the buildings emptied, etc., which is clearly what happened during the pandemic. And I think it's cool to hear. It's, I think it's interesting to hear little bits about how she experienced the pandemic and also just like to create such a cathartic song out of such an experience, which I think we've all suffered through. And in terms of production credits, uh, we once again have Dave Bailey and Jack Antonoff involved in this song, who were both involved in Heaven Is Here. And it seems Dave Bailey uh, was involved in this album quite a bit. Admittedly, I had not been too familiar with his production work before this. I looked it up and he's produced a few singles here and there for other artists. But this looks like the most he's ever been involved with a non-Glass Animals project if I'm not mistaken. Ariel, you are more familiar with Glass Animals than I am. That's that's my um, impression as well. I didn't even know that he had produced for other artists in like a singles capacity before. I feel like, I think I'm still really curious to see how they linked up. I, I suspect Paul Epworth had something to do with it, given that Glass Animals are on their label. It'll be interesting to, see, to hear more about that and hear more about how that came about. And it'll be interesting to see if Dave Bailey becomes a producer for other artists more regularly. Let's get into the music video, which definitely seems to channel a different era than the first two videos. Some people have pointed out that this 
reminds them of ceremonials aesthetically. This is clearly a more modern. It's a different building, whereas the previous two videos took place in an abandoned building. This is in a room that's lighted with lamps. This comes back to something that we've talked about before, where we're wondering, like, if there's an order to the videos, because it seems like the cast is the same. Like, we see the man from the first video reappear, the henchman beside her, even the musicians appear. And so it seems like they're meant to be part of something or chapters of something. Like, there's been mention of chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, but it's 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 kind of hard to say which order they should go in. And so we'll see what happens with any future videos, if we do get future videos. I was going to say that it was strange that the song is so dancey, but there was so little dancing in the song. We had the the girls who were in Heaven, Heaven is Here and King show up towards the end. But even with them, there wasn't a whole lot of extensive choreography that they were doing. They were just kind of kicking and then swishing their dresses around. So I was kind of bummed on that aspect. But otherwise, the production of the video was very good, in my opinion. And just as in the King video those musicians are frozen and suspended with Florence sort of puppeteering them with her touch. And I think the touch bit comes back to something that we talked about before, where it seems like she's talking about how she is having trouble reaching people. And it seems like she's like trying to activate them with her touch in this video. And so maybe the reason they're all frozen is because the pandemic has hit and she feels like she can't connect with anybody. And she feels like everybody around her is just like frozen. Speaking of touch... Because of COVID, are we still going to be instructed to to hug each other, embrace each other, tell a stranger you love them? Maybe they'll go back to the taking your clothes off. <laughs> Surprisingly more COVID safe. Um, or maybe she'll say only hug people in your party. You could still tell a stranger you love them. Yeah. I think so. I think we should also, during this song, when it's played live, we should do as the people in the video are doing. And all just stand there with our mouths open, just freeze until Florence touches us, just confuse her so much. And then when the next song comes on, then we go back to doing our thing. But I think we should all stand there and maybe her face will change and do all the expressions that it does in the video. I think it could be funny. Yes, but we need all 20,000 people in the building to do this, because if it's just like five of us, then we're going to look like idiots. I feel like everyone should paying attention should be listening to this because Emily's throwing out free fan action ideas if anyone has um, if anyone wants to do it another fan action is throwing me on stage during heaven is here so I can do the dance I'll be wearing the drumming song outfit that I've been wanting to put together for so long if anyone hasn't heard of this tweet that Florence tweeted ages ago was it during ceremonials era it's when she said something about trying to get everyone to dress up as characters from her music videos. We should make that happen. Seems who's like the, she's wanted it. Who's the Delilah demon? Bethany. <laughs> We've talked about this. Shout out to we Bethany. must have we a Delilah We love you, demon. Beth. You're the Delilah <laughs> demon. And going back to the video, it's interesting because at the beginning, especially her movements feel kind of doll-like. Like it sort of feels like she's like being paraded on. She's going out about to go through the motions of being on stage like normal and getting ready to do that and then everybody and suddenly breaks loose and everybody is sick apparently with their mouths open and she's like oh no at least that's my impression Uh, i guess another thing is that um as we've seen in, in the past there's breathing at the end there's like this focusing in on her breathing which seems like something that seems to be a recurring motif that a lot of people have been noticing and it also seems like there is breathing at the beginning 
of this one as well, which is new. And I think this kind of maybe relates to uh, something she's talking about in an interview recently where she mentioned her love of Suspiria, in particular, the more recent version of Suspiria. And she's, she called that her, uh, her favorite horror film. And you can see why there's a lot of dance elements to it. There's a lot of things that relate to the videos that she's been putting out. And apparently there's also a focus on breathing. I have not watched the movie. I'm guilty if that is wrong. My apologies. But I've heard that it does focus on that kind of noise. So it's interesting to hear her using that. I guess in the past, we've always given our opinions on the song. I feel like, Michael, you are particularly a big fan of it. This is my favorite Florence the Machine song in seven years. I love this song. In the last episode, I went on a bit of a rant about pandemic music and how I was a little burnout on all this melancholy, cooped up, somber pandemic music. And I just needed something that I could break loose and dance in a field with everyone to. And this is that. With dance music, I admittedly can be a little picky. I'm not really into EDM as much, but I really vibe with more old school dance, especially... 70s and 80s music and this is a style that jesse ware attempted on her recent album what's your pleasure and this feels like an extension of that and i love this i cannot wait to jump up and down to this song live my favorite thing one of my favorite things to experience right after the song dropped was michael being so excited about the song i have screenshotted that i'm sorry michael it's just it big it makes my heart really happy I think personally, when the song came out, I was so thrown off by it. It took me like a day or two to make an opinion on it. And then I just listened to it on loop for a while. I do like dance music, I think more generally than Michael does. And I do like Jesse Ware style music. So I think it isn't the only type of dance music I like, but it is one type of dance music that I like. And I think you also do hear a lot of, I guess, Florence elements to it. Like you do still hear some like spoken word elements of it uh, that we've seen in some of her last two songs. And there's definitely elements of it which relate to the other two songs and relate to her oeuvre in general. But it's nice for me to hear her going in a dancey direction as well, because I think that's something that I don't expect from her main projects, but I've always enjoyed in her side projects. I'm really curious to see how it's going to fit in on the rest of the album, just because it sounds so different from the other two songs. But I'm, I'm really excited at the prospect of an album that fits together all three of these styles, because I think that they're all things that I like. And so I'm excited. I also want to add that even though it goes in a dancier direction that we've heard any previous proper Florence the Machine song go, it still sounds like a Florence the Machine song. In the outro, if you crank up the volume a bit, you hear our good friend Tom laying down some harp, especially with its late placement in the track list. I wonder how everything's going to build up to this. And what's going to come after it. Because it's it's one of the last songs, but not the final one. By the so, way, we I'm correctly excited. predicted both King being first and Heaven is Here being smack dab in the middle. Uh, Emily, what are your thoughts on the song? It's probably my least favorite out of the three singles. I don't dislike it. I don't think I've ever found that I've disliked any of Florence's stuff. I think I'm just getting used to the sound of it. Because every time I listen to it, I like it a bit more with each listen. I really like the breaths that she has throughout the song. I don't know. I'm also weird about dance music or more poppy sounds. I think I'm just getting used to it because obviously each one of her albums has a different sound. And so far, each of the songs that we have from this album sound different. So I think I'm just more unsure about how I feel about 
this song compared to the other two, but I still like it. Yeah, I also just feel like my opinion on everything is probably going to change once I hear everything in context. Heaven is Here for me is especially contingent on context within the album, especially Mm -hmm. since it seems to be more of a bridge track and it sounds like might not even be the only one. And I think another big thing that's happened is that tour dates got announced, um, which I think is particularly exciting for everybody because, or at least most of the people I talk to really love going to see her live. They announced uh, three intimate dates in the UK, which are unfortunately very sold out, although I've still seen people selling tickets sporadically. And then there also were intimate dates announced in New York and Los Angeles following in the footsteps of what she did last era. Those two are also unfortunately sold out. Michael and I are both going to some of the intimate shows in the US. And so we'll have a report on that in some future episode. And they also announced the standard UK dates as well as one date in France. And I'm sure there'll be more European dates announced soon. Definitely pick up some tour tickets if you haven't already. <laughs> yeah, if you weren't able to nab a ticket to one of the intimate shows, because I know quite a few people who live in those cities were not able to get in, hold tight. There will be larger tour dates announced uh, in the near future. Uh, we also have learned that there will be some lineup changes within the band for this coming tour. We haven't confirmed everything, so we don't want to comment on anything that's not official. But we can confirm the name of our new drummer, who is Sam Doyle, formerly of the Maccabees. Welcome, Sam. Welcome, Sam. This is the third drummer the band has had now, following Chris Hayden for the first three albums and Lauren Humphrey for the fourth album. And then last week, we got a random TikTok post from Florence. I am still not on TikTok, so I rely on everyone else posting their, her TikTok so that I don't have to register for TikTok. We'll get my register eventually. for TikTok. But Emily lives on TikTok. So. I don't live on TikTok. She hasn't spammed me for a while. I, this is true. I've been on my For You page very sparingly with school. But you should all check out Emily's on videos on TikTok. Yeah, watch my videos. But I, I'm not a TikTok addict. So the Florence TikTok was her singing a cappella, My Love. And it's a rather humorous one, not just because of how she begins and ends it. It ends with her just giggling, stopping, clearly not aware of how to end recording the video. And does someone want to read the description (laughs) that she wrote in this? Because I don't have it up. So the description read, the label are begging me for lo-fi TikTok. So here you go. Please send help. And with humorous... a, a skull emoji. Yeah, yeah. It's the same skull emoji I use. And it's funny also because her tagline on TikTok is just heaven help me. So basically <laughs> it sounds like basically this is a cry of for, from Florence to you to stream my love so that she doesn't have to make more TikToks. Um, I also will point out that lo-fi doesn't normally have a W in it. But can we like also talk queen. about how she must be very desperate if she's the one taking the video this is the first tiktok we've seen where she is actually holding the camera so this is big this is we're big proud stuff. of you florence good job i do appreciate the transparency saying <laughs> <laughs> like i met metaphorical gunpoint <laughs> to <Yeah>. do this <laughs> but yeah I, it's it's been interesting to see how much the band has been using tiktok um this era it's clear that that was the label's influence, but it's also pretty fun to see all the different little videos she's been posting. 
Um, and also note there are two Florence and the Machine TikToks. There is the Florence TikTok, and then there's also, I think, Florence and the Machine Talk. Yes, Florence and the Machine Talk. That is an official what? Instagram account, but no one seems to follow it. So what? Enjoy. And is this because on the website, do they only link it to hers? Or do yeah, they, they have a link to, to hers, the band too? But people know that this one has to be real, the Florence and the Machine Talk, because... Mm-hmm. It's linked to the Instagram, and you can only link it to an Instagram you can log into. We all forgot that they had another TikTok. Any other thoughts? Because I know there was a lot of news in the last few weeks since we last recorded this. I am hopeful that at some point soon we'll get a live performance or an interview, um, but I'm sure they're coming regardless. And I think we're all just excited to be along for the ride and to see a, see the rest of the cards and songs and everything. Yes, we will likely get a track listing pretty soon, I would imagine. All right. Well, anything fun planned in the next week for either of you? I'm going to a lot of concerts. This week? Yeah. Oh, wow. Who? I'm going to see Will Fowler's Perfume Genius in Nick Cave. Hell yeah. Nice. yeah. <laughs> I was supposed to be seeing Glass Animals, but they moved their t- their concert. So I will not oh, be you seeing Glass Animals. You could have asked for the juice and the tea on Dance Fever. I could have. I could have held up a Dance Fever like placard <laughs> and said all that they did. I am going to see Wet Leg this week for the second time. I am no longer a Florence the Machine stand account. I am now purely a full-time Wet Leg stand account. But she posted about them a really long time ago when they had barely any listeners. You could still say that you're a Florence and the Machine stan. This is true. I don't think you even noticed that she posted that, so. Probably not. I never check Instagram (laughs) stories. I'm giving you more credit than you should get, potentially. Thanks. I appreciate it. I don't have any concerts next week. The next time I'm going to a concert is April 16th. I'll be seeing Snail Mail. All right, everyone. So thank you again for listening and we will see you next time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.